Hello, this is Janet Gallon welcoming you to Love Letters Live, and I'm going to talk to you today about writing love letters to pets. You know what a joyful thing it is when people get a new dog, or they get a new cat. And it happened that a neighbor just yesterday came running down the street to tell me that they got a new puppy. Now, they have already a dog, but they got a new puppy, and she told me how the dogs were getting along together. She described the dog. It's really like adopting a baby. And the love that we feel for our pets is enormous, and more to the point, it seems that the love that they feel for us is enormous. I think it's common that or common knowledge, certainly, that if you're having a difficult day and you're a little bit sad or a lot sad or something has really happened to rupture your life, those pets know it. That dog will come to you at the end of the day and crawl up into your lap, I mean, if it's the kind that can, uh, or sit next to you with its head in your lap and just comfort you. I think when when people are grieving or finding something difficult you know we go to the we go to the creature who will listen to us will listen and not offer advice and not be judgmental and just listen and probably look up with those beautiful eyes as we're talking and emptying our hearts they do so much for us now i'm talking about dogs and there's no way that i should be just sticking to dogs because there are people who love cats and cats who love people. I mean, there are such beautiful ones, the Persians and the Sphinxes and the Turkish Angoras and Siamese. And interestingly enough, 22 breeds of black cats, those beautiful, sleek black cats with those piercing green eyes that bring their owners lots of good luck and love. And apparently, we're two different kinds of people, cat people and dog people, from what I hear. But the love is still the same. I have, uh, people love their birds. My goodness, birds is a whole other world of loving pets. Yes. So not just the four-legged pets, but the two-legged winged pets. And there are fish that are beautiful. Oh my goodness, just beautiful. And sometimes you see people, I mean, I've seen this, just sitting at the fish tank and looking in with just love and kind of talking to the fish. Yes, they listen as well. And, um, oh, well, okay, so I I first became kind of aware of something. I'm going to tell you this little story. Uh, A a guest on Love Letters Live way long ago, she was talking about her life, and it was, (coughs) excuse me, a difficult life. She had a sad upbringing, a sad upbringing from emotionally barren parents who really didn't give much, and it it was tough for her, but she did have a horse. And at some point, as I always do, I say, who gets your love letter today? And she said, I'm going to write a love letter to my horse. He was the only creature who ever listened to me. I could always talk to him. And that was kind of an eye-opener because, yes, writing a letter of gratitude. You know, gratitude and love taken to the grave serves no one. Gratitude expressed and sent along its merry way serves everyone. It feels good for you to do it because you're bathing in the positive. It feels, okay, so, and it feels good to whoever gets the letter. So we're home a lot today with our pets. (laughs) I understand from several sources that during this time of coronavirus, where everybody has to be in the house, apparently the family dogs are happier than ever 
because they're not being left alone. They've got constant company. They've got you. And, um, yes, that means a lot to them. They know so much more than, well, if you're a pet owner, if you have a loving pet, you know how much they know and how much they are aware of and how much they care about you. So I would say, now I I did this recently. (coughs) Well, two things. My daughter and her family got a pet. They got this adorable little elderly rescue dog named Fig. And it seemed natural for me to sit down and just write a note to Fig, like, welcome to the family. And I did, and I mailed it off. And the next thing I see is somebody has snapped up, I think my daughter has snapped a picture of my granddaughter with this dog in her lap, and she's reading her the letter. And that dog is listening. It happens that the dog is deaf, we think. But, you know, they know when they're being read to. They can feel vibrations. They can feel, I think they can feel your heartbeat. Sure, how can they not? And they know when they're being read to. They know when they've gotten some expression of love. I recently wrote another one to a friend whose dog has been not well, 17 and a half years old. And this dog, this beautiful little dachshund, has been part of my extended family for a very long time. And I was so sad. I just couldn't shake the sadness of this of this dog suffering and also her mommy and daddy's suffering. So I just sat down and I wrote a letter and I mailed it. And these people read, read, read this letter to their dog also. And people do read the letter to the horse, read the letter to the fish. So we're home now. And it's we have more time than we have had before. Maybe the children at home with you would like to write a love letter to the dog. Maybe you would. The thing is you want to write it and you want to mail it so that that piece of mail comes to you the next day or so. And, uh, you know, a, a, a love letter in the mail is a little unusual these days because our mail pile is not, as a rule, filled with handwritten letters addressed to specific people. So you want to, you want to, un, you want to open that envelope You want to read it with the family around. It is a really (coughs) joyful, joyful thing to do. And, uh, you know, just the list of heroic pets. I mean, some of our best movies, you know, there's Lassie and Rin Tin Tin. And our lives are very, very connected with, and the horses. I mean, every cowboy had a horse. We knew that horse's name, and we knew how heroic that horse was. Um, They're a big part of our lives. No getting around it. I don't know if you remember or know about the cat, Oscar, who lived, I think, in Providence, Rhode Island, I'm not sure, somewhere in the east, in a in a nursing, skilled nursing home. And Oscar, God bless him, knew who was dying. And Oscar would, <coughs> you know, maybe the day before, um, go into that patient's room and get into the bed and cuddle up with that patient. And then that patient, you know, that did die shortly after, and there was kind of this view of, uh-oh, Oscar's coming, and with you know some kind of fear. But Oscar was doing a wonderful thing. Oscar was letting the family know it's time to come say goodbye. I just think that was so fascinating. And, of course, now we know that pets can uh, diagnose uh, melanoma <coughs> and diabetes, and, and pets are very, very good at helping people who are suffering seizures to lower those seizures, they are a huge part of our lives. So why not write a love letter to the pet in your life or the pet in 
you know, somebody else's pet that has touched your life, or even a stranger. I'm thinking, why not just write a love letter to Oscar? He's still with us. He's still busy. So, yes, it's it's really a wonderful thing to do. Um, and keep a copy of the letter. Well, you don't have to because you may be mailing it to yourself, you know, the dog at your house. But it's, <coughs> excuse me, a good idea to make a copy of the love letters you send because you may not, but you may want to know later what it is you said. And, you know, we live in a time of miracles, so why not do it? Print it out and keep it in your own treasure box. And <coughs> these these letters will survive generations. People don't throw them away. They put them in a treasure box, in a shoe box, in a drawer. They're found generations later. And what a wonderful legacy it is for your grandchildren or great-grandchildren to find this letter that you wrote to your beloved family pet or someone else's generations later, and they will know what a, a legacy of love they came from. I think that's a wonderful thing. So I hope you'll do it. I hope you'll get to the pen and paper. And by the way, um, good paper and indelible ink, because we want it to last for generations. I have letters that are close to 100 years old, by the way. I've said this before. And they are as easy to read now as the day they were written. And what you put to email or any technology now, you know, that changes very, very quickly. And what you write now may be totally, maybe it probably will be totally inaccessible in another 10 years or four years. But what you put to paper will last for a very long time. I do want to add a couple of things here. I know I was just about to end, but... Um, I, I want to say that when you write that letter to your pet, you want to be sure to include specifics like how he or she came to you or how you chose that pet's name. Mention the physical beauty like sleek black or white fluffy or red or silky coats and all the strange lovable little habits. You know, some, you'll know what they are. Anything that you can remember about that four-legged love of your life and, and, Remember that horses and lizards and cows and sheep and the list goes on are also four-legged. I don't want to leave anyone out here. I guess there are people who have pet chimps. I mean, that's, you know, they're all worth writing to. So I just want to say I was just reminded by a friend that when her children were young, they had a series of um, pet rats that the whole family grew to love. So, you know, I want to give a shout-out to the rodents and the lagomorphs, you know, all the bunny rabbit family, and six and egg-legged pets, probably. I would, I would not be one to have insects or, or um, you know, spiders for pets, but some of you may. And I want to also take this perfect time to backpedal on that four-legged business because there are two-legged winged angels, the birds in our lives. And what about the exquisite no-legged fish that cheer up your life? Beautiful reptiles, yes. Worms and snakes as well. So whichever non-human creature enriches your life, I say run for the pen and paper, and you will have done really double duty. You'll be honoring those animals who give you so much, <clears throat> and you'll be, you, you'll be putting down your own history in your own handwriting. I hope handwriting, although I'm cheating a little these days, and I'm doing more... I'm printing out more letters than I used to because they're longer, but I always sign them. I sign them and then I do a little PS so there's some 
little, you know, touch of proof that someone was there, something in my own hand. Maybe you'll do that too. Anyway, have a good time. I hope you will do it. And um, yes, I hope you'll do it because it's just so much fun to do. Okay, well, thank you for letting me talk about this. I appreciate that. Bye.